what's flying through the sky above the North Pacific and the Midwest and, well, actually a, a lot of places. It's kind of astounding. It's a Thunderbird on this episode of the Paranormal Rabbit Hole. Welcome back to the Paranormal Rabbit Hole, boys and girls. Oh my goodness, it's that time again. It's time to go over other paranormal things, but it's also time to address the absence of last week's episode. And that is strictly because, honestly, guys, having some sound problems. A lot of issues, and we got them rectified. Got them rectified today, luckily. Um, and it was, it was just weird. A lot of sound issues. At the studio. So we, we had to kind of, you know, and, and it, I mean, literally while we were, you know, doing multiple things over the week, we uh, kind of had to stop and and uh, check some, some stuff on the podcast. And we found the sound for some of the episodes was kind of off. So we had to get rid of those, unfortunately. And please, God, you know, um, I don't know. It, it was it was kind of bad and I was kind of upset. But it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. We're back. We're here to talk about the Thunderbird this week. Um, and I, I also want to talk about this because you guys know i got to mention this at the beginning of every episode. And that is, boys and girls, just go ahead and scroll on down to the bottom of this podcast page and hit that five-star, hit that subscribe. Um, but really, hit, give, leave us a rating. Leave us a rating because the rating helps us move up the charts. It helps us get more listeners. Um, we see you guys rolling strong, rolling strong. Um, but, you know, I want more. I want more. I want more people to listen and learn with us about these cryptids. And if you already know, uh, then you know. And if you don't, then, man, just sit back and enjoy. Enjoy talking about your favorite cryptids. Um, and, and it's... It's something that I want to share with everybody, and also it helps me get out there to go to CryptidCon and all that cool stuff. So just uh, pass along that that word-of-mouth-type mojo, because that also helps. Word-of-mouth is also the best one. But, um, yeah, it's uh, you know it helps us get more listeners and, you know, keeps the lights on. Anyways, uh, check us out at the Paranormal Rabbit Hole podcast on Instagram so that you can uh, keep up with us and keep up with the episodes even though I've been kind of slow on there because you know last episode didn't happen unfortunately um, but that's it let's jump into tonight's cryptid um, that we're going to be going over Just to set the stage, this thing has a huge prevalence, even even in today's day and age, of being a cryptid that is still out there, and and that people are just so amped and jazzed up to see. Um, you know, the Thunderbird is 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 something that it comes from. In, in reality, it comes mostly from the Northern Pacific tribes. Um, 
it, it's it's the Algonquin up in the Northeast also talk about it though. But we it, it's uh, North Pacific and in, in Canada, uh, you know, on totems they have them. Uh, the Ojibwe also have stories of the Thunderbird. Uh, several native tribes have stories of the Thunderbird, of course, but it, it, it is very prevalent in in uh, native culture um, and First Nations people, you know, culture, and it, it it's very uh, highly symbolized in, like I said, the totem poles and their artwork and their, you know, like the artwork adorning their their pottery and their their clothing, the masks that they would wear ceremonially, you know. Um, there was a very heavy belief in this creature, this large creature that when it flapped its wings brought the thunder and the storms behind it, you know, as it flew through the sky. Um, it, it was also the enemy of the great horned snakes in the uh, Minomi, uh, Minomini uh, tribe in, in northern Wisconsin. But uh, it's amazing. It, it actually has a huge swath of tribes that believed in it in, in different sections of America. Uh, and, and it's very fascinating that this legend is spread that wide and, you know, that most there were tribes that did believe in it. There weren't there were tribes that didn't. Um, but I mean, we still have birds of prey today that are pretty freaking large, like the uh, the stellar, uh, what is it, the stellar eagle, or the there's a giant eagle, and it's just it's so massive. It, it's the or the the harpy eagle. It, it's but it's huge. I mean, these things carry off like they fly th and snatch monkeys off of trees. It's it's that fascinating. So they could probably pick up a kid, you know, easily, uh, and probably have. It, it it so it's not far fetched that there would be giant birds of prey in the Americas, um, and there were great humongous birds that lived in you know the primitive United States. Uh, or what was primitive North America? It, it, there are huge, you know. I think they were teratorn, is what they were called. I can't. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but uh, the Thunderbird is 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 it? It's just this humongous, legendary creature. Um, but it's a a a symbol in North American indigenous peoples' history and their culture. Uh, basically, a big supernatural creature. A giant supernatural creature. Uh, there are songs, art, oral histories from many of those Pacific Northwestern tribes that you know talk about it. Uh, and and it's it's I would say this 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 creature is on equal footing with Loch Ness, Bigfoot, um, and some of the other big cryptids like Mothman. It's it's right up there. Uh, but it's said that the Thunderbird is said to create thunder by flapping its wings and lightning by flashing its eyes. So, and that's the uh, Algonquins and the Algonquins and the Iroquois believe in the lightning flashing from its eyes. Um, it, it's, I mean, think to date. I mean, there are plenty of pictures 
out there on the internet that show uh, these huge um, kind of shadowed outlines of these giant winged birds. Uh, there's one of a guy standing in front of one in uh, in a museum. And you can tell it's a museum because it's got, you know, like dinosaur skeletons next to it. Uh, and I think that was actually something else entirely. But it, it's still so amazing to think that that creature could exist. So let's talk about the possibility of the the, the strange paranormal entity that is the Thunderbird and indigenous legend and folklore. A giant paranormal bird that would flap its wings and create thunder and flash its eyes and create lightning. So, it's a Pokemon. Um, it's a Zapdos, if I've ever seen one. Um, no, <laughs> uh, but I mean that's that's kind of uh, that's I think that's also where Pokemon got the Zapdos legend is the Thunderbird. Uh, but it, it's still that's so that's a pretty cool. That's just like it, like it is. It is like a Zapdos if you think about it. A humongous bird of legendary status that shoots electricity and thunder and lightning. Um, so, first of all, it could be flying high enough that it create, or its wings flapping could create that much of a sound because it's so big. And also, the electricity could come from uh, static electricity of its wings building up. So, there's a possibility there, right? Some kind of strange Godzilla power <laughs> where his feathers rub together and create electricity <laughs> thing going on there, right? Um, but it said when it flashes its eyes, so if it opens its eyes, it shoots lightning out. So that's kind of like Cyclops, but it has a little more control. Uh, but that's interesting. I mean, those why those power like thunder and lightning? Was that just the natives' way of explaining thunder and lightning? Like, oh, it's the Thunderbird. It's up there flying around, flapping its wings and opening its eyes and shooting out lightning bolts. Uh, it's almost as crazy as a guy that lives in the clouds throwing them down at people uh, when he's angry throwing a temper tantrum that's what it's kind of like so uh, but no it's an interesting thing because it's an interesting way to explain storms it's an interesting way to explain what you can't see and, and identify when you're seeing these things happen like lightning and, and thunder when you're hearing and seeing these things why we kind of go oh that's what you know it, it's a like I remember when I was a kid it was always oh well the thunder is is God bowling and the lightning is him, you know, just trying to throw s lightning bolts down to, to strike the devil. Or, you know, the rain is the angels crying. Or if it's rain when it's sunny, the devil's, the devil's spanking his wife or something like that. I don't know. It was some weird southern stuff. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, we, we the su southerners have folklore. And, I mean, especially Appalachian people. The Appalachian people have billions of folklores and remedies and legends that they have uh, and reasons for things like uh, not going out into the woods. That's a huge, huge Appalachian no-no. Uh, actually, Appalachian, well, Appalachian Mountains is because of the tribe, the Appalachian tribe. But the, the mountain range is very strange and very mystic in its own right. Uh, 
and it and it has that that kind of a deep darkness to it too. So there's a lot to those mountain lakes. Um, look at Olders and Bones, <laughs> and it's uh and it's funny because with the the way that legend status goes, and, and with all these cryptids that we have, you would think a, a giant, uh, to get back to the Thunderbird, a giant bird, uh, you know, the folklore of that, like the folklore of the Appalachian Mountains, or the, uh, the, the folklore of, of, you know, the desert, or the folklore of the, the, the jungles of, you know, Peru, or the folklore of the Niles of Egypt and, and, and just the, the, the different things that we have of, of, of folklore, you would think that there's a tinge of truth to it, uh, minus the lightning and the thunder from, well, I mean, if it's huge, then, you know. But uh, to get away from that little ramble that I did of, of legend and folklore, we have that, to, to we have those explanations of, of things, but... When we connect them to a giant bird, there, there's probably not. I'm not going to say there's a tinge of truth to that, the lightning and the thunder when it flashed its wings. But I'm sure it taking a bird. They saw a bird that sounded when it took off. It sounded pretty loud, and then just kind of the ball got rolling. It and it it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that. We still could have giant birds of prey out there, but you'd think a thunderbird would be pretty easy to see, you know. Um, I, d I don't know. I don't know about that one, but with its special powers, it would be pretty crazy to see and pretty hard to kill, I think. So now, if these animals are based off of reality, and let's talk about that for a minute. A giant bird, if 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 the species lived like up in Alaska or uh, there's just not much on the United States frontier that we haven't explored and don't have people outlined daily. Uh, but I mean, that's not to say that these things may not exist. Uh, so let's go over uh, right here in the 1940s. A writer. Robert L. Lyman spotted a Thunderbird sitting on a road near Cowdersport, Pennsylvania. It uh, took to the sky, spreading its 20-foot wings. So, uh, now, to, now to make it really kind of just kind of play devil's advocate, with this sighting, the, we still have birds today that exist that have huge wingspans. Uh, the California condor, for one, huge wingspan. Now, I don't know about 20, <laughs> but it's pretty big. Um, but the, it, you know, so that's that's not a far-fetched, um, honestly, not a far-fetched idea that a California condor could have ended up somewhere, you know, in Pens like in Pennsylvania, just kind of off course in Pennsylvania. Uh, but I mean, we do we have we have birds of prey that are very large. Uh, have very large wingspans. Um, 
I, I, I think how how big are they? But they 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 are they're they're these huge birds. Um, I think they only have like a ten foot wingspan though, to be honest. So twenty foot is big. It, it it's very big. Um, in nineteen sixty nine, the wife of Clinton County, Pennsylvania sheriff, saw an enormous bird over Little Pine Creek. She said the wingspan appeared to be about as long as the creek was wide. 75 feet. So now that, that is a, a, a quite a bit larger. 75 feet, that's that's pretty big. That's that's going to be, that animal's going to be bigger than a person. Um, so that would be very hard to miss. Uh, I feel like that taking off, you would, you know, that would probably show up on sonar even, wouldn't it? Maybe? I don't know. Um, in 1970, several people saw a gigantic bird soaring, soaring towards Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania. It was dark colored, and its wing spread was an almost like that of an airplane. Uh, I know in Alaska, there was a pilot that saw one of these and said it was flying near the plane, and it was just about as big as his prop plane, uh, which was, you know, it's a, a Cessna, a two-person plane, a small single-engine plane, you know, propeller in the front. And, and he said it was huge. He said it was flying right next to his plane. He said he could tell it was b the size of his plane. It was the same size as, if not a little bit bigger than. Uh, in 1948, several witnesses along the Illinois-Missouri border sighted a condor-like bird the size of a Piper Club airplane. Again, that's another single prop engine airplane. Uh, it, it's strange. I mean, these huge birds just kind of flying around. Um, but that's not all. Uh, this is from the Boston Evening Globe in uh, July 28th, 1977. Uh, carried off, the title is. Carried off, 10-year-old Marlon Lowe and his mother, Mrs. Ruth Lowe, claimed that one of two large black birds with eight-foot wingspans tried to carry Marlin off in its claws Monday evening in Lawndale, Illinois, although several bird experts say that no bird native to Illinois could lift a 70-pound Marlin. <laughs> That's funny. Mrs. Lowe says that Marlin was carried 20 feet before the bird dropped him when he struck the bird with his hand. So, this was, so condors have about a 10-foot wingspan, the California condor. So, this thing had an 8-foot, she said. Um, if it's going to lift a 70-pound kid, it's going to ha need to have a bigger wingspan than 8. That's, that's a heavy kid for a bird to lift. Because uh, uh, the California condor only weighs about 20 pounds, and it has a bigger wingspan than that. So, I, I don't know about 10-year-old little Marlin getting picked up by a 8-foot wingspan bird. Maybe he got attacked and his mom, like, overreacted. But another abduction uh, includes that of a 42-pound 5-year-old girl named Svanhilde Hensen, who in June 1932 was carried away by a huge eagle from her parents' farm in 
Leica Norway, the giant bird carrier for more than a mile, the report stated, after which it dropped her unharmed on a high mountain ledge. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, well, that that's okay. Okay, but that's a story. Hey, I, I believe that it probably put her down, but on a high mountain ledge, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh in 1838, a five-year-old girl was snatched from the slope of the Swiss Alps where she was playing by an eagle that carried the child to its nest. Unfortunately, the girl did not survive the ordeal, and her badly mutilated body was discovered some two months later by a shepherd. The eagle's nest, subsequently found, was said to contain several eaglets surrounding heaps of goat and sheep bones. So, um... Let's recap. This giant bird. Uh, apparently, giant eagles are a thing. Uh, carrying off five-year-old kids. Sounds like a stellar eagle. Because, uh, those th- again, those things are huge. Those things are huge. Look up a stellar eagle. Look up, or just look up the largest bird of prey in the world. And you'll see it. Uh, and, and, and it's massive. It is it, it it's intimidating too, because I, I've seen one at a uh, at a zoo and it's just incredibly incredibly uh, intimidating to look at. They're big birds, big birds. Uh, it's the harpy eagle. Is one of the largest birds of prey. Let's, uh, it, it's pretty huge, but the Andean condor is also bigger than any with a 10 foot wingspan. Uh, so, yeah, several, several birds of prey that are large. And, and get this, I'm telling you, the stellar uh, eagle and the, uh, the harpy eagle could definitely take kids uh, away. <laughs> it's not even, you know, not even close. Uh, but they, the, you know, so it's not, it's not, uh, you can honestly say that with the Thunderbird, a bird that size, a bird of prey that size is not impossible. It's not impossible. But the, to be honest, the chances of it being alive today and the Thunderbird being one of those cryptids that exists is just to me very almost impossible not because of reality but because of extinction uh, something that big probably would have been hunted to extinction because you know eventually we have guns and we can take out a giant eagle that's trying to pick us up and kill us um, so it but honestly I just don't know. I don't know about this one being being real. I mean, I want it to be because it's that would be great. And it also has a kind of a background in in native culture, so there's a possibility that it was alive when, you know, at, at a time. I just don't think anymore. Uh, let me ref- so I, it's not that I don't believe it's I believe, but I don't think that they are are in existence anymore. And that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Because it's you know that's that's basically how it is for a lot of cryptids. I I, I think unfortunately I think we've lost 
some of our best cryptids due to maybe hunting or who knows. But I just, I honestly don't think that if there are any Thunderbirds around anymore, uh, I, I, if they exist, they're in Alaska, but I just don't think that the this particular cryptid exists anymore, anymore, um, unfortunately. But uh, if it, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But it's it's a large bird that would be pretty easy to spot in the skies uh, by multiple people. So. Unfortunately, I I just don't think they're around anymore, and that's okay. You know, we we have several several places that that you know that could have giant bird like creatures, but let's just say well, let's just say for the 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 Thunderbird cryptid, I'm going to say there's no giant bird that can make thunder with its wings and shoot lightning out of its eye could there be a giant bird of prey absolutely but i i don't know if it exists anymore uh you know i, I think at one time it did and i know we have these giant these these skeletons of these giant birds that existed in the past these giant eagles that were huge so it's not far-fetched it's not far-fetched to think that you know they could have survived down the line but died off eventually yes uh, maybe in the 1800s. You know, honestly, maybe in the 1800s. But I don't know. But I mean, I hope. I hope. Let let's let's rephrase this. I hope. You want to know why? Because it's such an interesting creature, a giant eagle, and it would be cool to kind of see something like. Now, I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. First of all. So I'd love to see some giant eagles. You know, um, they're probably not going to fly down to Mount Mordor to save me. They'd probably be like food, and it's cooked, and then fly off. Uh, yeah, that'd be messed up. <laughs> that would be messed up. But I, I, I just, I, I know there's a lot of wide open spaces still in the United States that aren't monitored constantly. So, who knows? Who knows? But other than that, boys and girls, I think you've wasted enough time on this episode. A short episode this week, and I do apologize. Uh, I love giving you guys these bigger episodes, these better episodes. But, uh, you know, the Thunderbird was kind of one that I wanted to get through and, you know, hit really quickly. Just because there's not really much to it. There are several sightings, but it's all just a a giant bird. I spotted a giant bird. Um, And so this one, while I love it, I love the Thunderbird because it's kind of like a Pokemon. And, you know, that was big when I was younger. still big now (laughs) Uh, my daughter has a new Pokemon game and I was like man this is better than any Pokemon game I ever played Uh, except for Stadium but anyways that's it for the Zapdos of the cryptid world Uh, I've got my I've got my book I'm doing research on the uh, Gulf Brief incident so that'll be coming up but we've got a lot of good stuff coming up got another haunting story coming up and we've got another alien story coming up uh so keep your eyes open for those boys and girls but other than that that's it for me 
You've wasted enough time. Thank you for going down this paranormal rabbit hole with me, though. Have a great night, boys and girls. Good night.